You are listening to Announce, Season 4, Episode 17, Escaping the Inescapable. This is a reformatted version of a story used in Season 2, Episode 13, I Don't Know. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I was hot and sweating profusely. I couldn't see a thing, and my hands couldn't feel the difference between rough or smooth, hot or cold. My heart was racing. Breathing was hard, like sucking air through a straw. My ears were full of so much noise, I couldn't hear what was being said, let alone say anything that anyone could understand. I was confused, becoming frustrated. Panic was setting in, and my situation seemed hopeless. And then suddenly, no matter how hard I tried, breathing became impossible. Right there in that moment, I died. (laughs) Well, kind of. Either that or I had a rather miraculous recovery, as I am still alive. This experience imprinted an important universal principle of truth on me. Let me explain. A few decades back, I had this principle burned into my head and my heart during a practical exercise as a newbie firefighter trainee. The purpose of the drill was to search a home and find a 150-pound dummy and then drag it out of the home to safety. Gratefully, I had a partner, a big, tall Texan. My job, along with searching for the victim, was to take the lead and stay in contact with the wall, anchoring us to a reference point that would get us back out of the house. My big Texan friend would stay in contact with me and stretch out into each room, making a more detailed search of the space. For this exercise, we were outfitted with full protective clothing. We had the boots, the thick fire and heat-resistant pants and coat, the thick gloves, and the helmet. When wearing this gear, you're about as protected from flame and heat as you could practically get. However, as good as this gear is at keeping the wearer safe from the searing heat and rolling flames on the outside, it is also very effective at keeping heat inside. We also wore self-contained breathing apparatus, or SCBA. This SCBA consisted of a steel tank, carried backpack style, air hoses and a regulator and a face mask. This gave us roughly 20 minutes of safe air to breathe while inside the burning building. Thing is, the air rushing through the system as you breathe, well, it's it's quite loud. And the face piece, while it covered and protected the whole face, it also muffled your speech. To a level that made it practically unintelligible, no matter how loud you yelled. In fact, it sounded pretty much like this. And just to keep things real, the clear lens on the front of the face piece, at least for this exercise, was completely covered in duct tape simulating the blinding effect of smoke, flame, and darkness in a burning building. You couldn't see anything at all. 
but we were so ready. We knew what to do. We were perhaps a little overconfident, too sure of ourselves, full of bluster and arrogance and enthusiasm. My big Texas partner and I, you know, we got this. We're going to find that dummy, drag it out, start CPR, and bring it back to life, and then watch it stand up and walk away. We entered the building on our hands and knees to stay below the killer heat and smoke and flames, and we got through the first floor finding nothing, so up the stairs we went to the second floor. About halfway through the second floor, we were getting pretty tired, but still charging forward, very confident. We entered another room, and I followed the wall while the Texan stretched out into the room, searching. After turning a few corners, I kind of lost my place in the room, but no worries, we'd get through that room and back to the doorway and move on. That dummy was going to live for sure, unbeknownst to both of us. My fine Texas friend's big Texas boot had tipped the door closed, and it latched. And we began essentially orbiting the same confusing space over and over again. But to us, it seemed to be just a really big room with a rather complex layout, kind of maze-like, in fact. We were hotter than heck, tired, sweating like crazy, breathing like freight trains and using up our precious and rather limited supply of air. But we just kept going, pretending there's no problem, and kept doing the same thing, but it wasn't really working. This confounding space we found ourselves in was apparently inescapable. We were confused, frustrated, hopeless, exasperated, and exhausted. And to make it worse, the... was now accompanied by the sound of shrill bells like those from an old-fashioned wind-up alarm clock. This was informing us that our air was just about gone. And then the voice of the instructor broke through the cacophony. What are you two frickin' frackin' bozos doing? You're gonna die! Where the hassle phrasing are you? You better figure this out. Slow the nozzle, break it down, and think about it. Yeah, he he sounded just like that. (laughs) But uh, that's not exactly what he said. We had to edit that for a wider audience. Then the world collapsed. The bell stopped. My face piece sucked in against my face when I tried to inhale. I was out of air. And so was the Texan. And we died, the big Texan and me, right there. The instructor asked, Where are you? What are you doing? We sat back on our knees and said, I don't know. Well, you're dead now. Take off your masks and look around. To our right, a tub in front of us, a sink, and to our left, a toilet. And hiding behind us was the simplest of solutions to our conundrum, a blessed doorknob. Could I not have found that doorknob? Yes, that's right. We died while spinning around and around in a little bathroom. You've probably had a similar experience, you know, going through life and everything's great, and then you realize something's not quite right. You've got a problem, and frustration and anger and confusion begin to rise, and you tell yourself, no, no, we're good, and you keep going, but getting nowhere, fast, you get mired, stuck, and lost, 
and can find no avenue of escape. And there you are, spinning around, spinning that something in your head, and you're lost, and you can't see your way out. Spinning around like this is a sure way to fail. It could kill you, figuratively, or in reality. So here's the ounce. To overcome the challenge, you've got to acknowledge things are not going right. You've got to acknowledge that. It may be humbling, and it may take courage, but you've got to have enough humility to accept it might be happening early on. Figure out where you're at. You'll need to strip away the mask of pride and the insulating covering of overconfidence and the gloves of bluster and the illusion of an encumbering protection of arrogance. You don't have to wait for someone to tell you to do it. By then, it may be too late. Take a deep breath and look around when you're having problems. Ask for help. Refocus. Let in the light. It really does not matter if your conundrum is big or small. The answer is probably small and simple. And it may also be a little hard to accept, but you need to stop spinning in circles. It may be the only way to escape the inescapable. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.